today's episode of The Theology Pit will be dealing with wearing masks as a Christian, what the different views of it are, the scientific evidences back and forth, and really, should we be doing that with other diseases? You fall into the Theology Pit. Theology Pit. You fall in the Theology Pit. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Theology Pit. This is Theology out of Pittsburgh, and not to be confused with a bottomless pit, because you know what we say, when you fall into a bottomless pit, you die of dehydration. I'm your friendly neighborhood theologian, pastor, host of The Theology Pit, and don't forget Divergent Theology. we got a great series going on right now. Um, this is the video edition, so if you're listening on a podcast and you want to go and you want to uh, check out the video, you can do that at our YouTube channel for um, The Theology Pit. And I'm going to have a couple graphs and charts and things up, so you might want to check this out. Because today, we're going to be talking about um, the whole thing with the mandate of wearing masks and the COVID-19 thing. And I know you're thinking, what does this have to do with theology? You know, And well, the reason why is because there is the scientific data that's behind it, but then there is the Christian's responsibility in how we are to interpret, understand, perceive, and um, how we're to deal with the way the government is uh, mandating mask wearing and those sort of things. And so we're going to be reacting to a couple videos. Now, the first video that we're going to react to is by a man named Kyle Hill. Kyle Hill, um, he is uh, a, a um, scientist who... He's like more of like a hip, cool, like Bill Nye the science guy, except um, he actually has the credentials to back it up, and he is super entertaining. He used to be um, on a channel called Because Science, and he would do like real you know, scientific examinations of things and break stuff down that, you know, you care about. Like, what would it be like to have, you know, Wolverine's adamantium skeleton? Who's the most powerful, um, you know, character in video games? Like, stuff like that. And he would use, you know, the scientific formulas of, of you know, whatever was necessary to figure out like how powerful people are like how powerful is 11 from strangers Th- stranger things stuff like that great channel super entertaining he left because science but they still have a lot of his stuff and they'll still uh, replay it highly encourage you to watch that stuff especially if you like superhero stuff and just kind of want to know well what is like the science behind a lot of this stuff like can you make a lightsaber like those sort of things it's great now he has his own uh, channel he moved away from them and um, it's called Kyle Hill and he's taken that same type of thing he has full control and so I highly recommend him I don't agree with him all the time and and on this you're going to see me not agree with him uh, the because science guy I'm going to use because logic um, and, and because reason you you just don't do that but um, I, I want to like react to some of this and I want to um, touch on it a little bit So, uh, without any further ado, we are going to um, go over to his channel here, and we are going to watch his um, uh, video he did on, um, you know, simple graphs explaining why wearing masks, like why you should wear a mask. And my head here, I realize, is covering up, like, his picture of him wearing a mask, you know, just to show that he he does it also. Here we go a contentious, for whatever reason, topic. People say that it is 
uh, hampering their freedom, that they shouldn't be forced to wear a mask for this long, that it doesn't do anything, or that doctors said it didn't do anything, and then you should wear it, and then you shouldn't wear it, and I don't know which mask to wear. Let's try to sort this out. And I would like to try to sort this out, like I usually do, with some graphs. So here's me wearing a face mask. Now, I want to get at a couple of misconceptions here because I already see in the chat that there's a lot of people with a lot of different opinions, some political ones, which, again, I don't know why, but we'll get into that. So why should you wear a mask? Well, first of all, let's get one thing straight. What the current recommendation is for people to wear cloth masks, even if they're just like bandanas is to prevent a certain kind of transmission. These masks are not supposed to prevent ingress, as it's called, ingress of air. So these masks are not specifically tasked with preventing particulates from going through the fibers and into your respiratory tract and infecting you. You have to have certified masks with very tight fits. This is what our medical professional, medical professionals, doctors and nurses and, uh, and responders are wearing. And they, they are highly specialized equipment. What the recommendation says is that we want to be wearing any kind of cloth mask, even a bandana, because what they are trying to prevent is not ingress of particulates, but egress. So egress, meaning uh, particulates escaping from us. And just because of our biology, when we cough, when we sneeze, when we might be shedding virus, as it's called in epidemiology, this virus is usually attached or contained in like water vapor and water droplets and cough droplets and blah, 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 blah. Okay, now all of this is under the assumption that um, the COVID-19 virus is a uniform virus that and, and I've seen the you know, the, the extremes of this. Like for some people have said, well, it's nothing worse than getting a cold or a flu. Like, that's all that it does to so some people who says, no, it's as bad as terminal cancer. If you get it, you you're dead. I mean, make out your will. I even saw a thing the other day that, um, you know, teachers unions or like teachers that have to go back to school. I'm going to make a will. I'm I, I have to make a will now because I'm I'm going I'm going to die as, you know, Kyle says to quote him. Um, that's that becomes the big problem with this. Um, studies have come out. And doctors have said that there is a lot of variance. This isn't like this isn't like smallpox. This isn't like um, you know any any of the like mumps or measles. This isn't like that. This is like a uh, you know it, this is a type of flu virus. And so, depending on your ethnicity, depending on your health background, of course, we know people with compromised immune systems are going to have it worse with any you know virus. Um, Depending on, um, you know, your your health in general, okay, are you a healthy person? Are you obese? Do you have a healthy lifestyle? Do you, you know, eat only, you know, plant-based substances and have a strong immune system and can fight stuff off? That all, you know, factors into this, plus your uh, past um uh, like like uh, medical history, you know. For example, I had the H one N one virus, the swine flu, and um, that was really really nasty. It lasted for you know quite a while. I mean, I was I was sick for a good two weeks at least, you know, and then it took probably like a full month to kind of you know, recover from it. I felt fine, but I sounded awful. 
And I just, I just didn't have a fever. And even when I went back to work after two weeks, they asked me, should, you know, do you think you should still be here? And I said, well, I don't have a fever. So, you know, I can still be here. Now that was horrendous. My whole family had it. Like we, you know, went through it and kind of just to point out here that, um, Barack Obama did nothing about that. Okay. 60 million people got it before he even decided to acknowledge it, you know, after like, you know, it, it had been around for like six, nine months, whatever, you know, and, you know, and it was attacking children and they weren't like shutting down schools or anything. Uh, this is something that's not, you know, uh, affecting children, uh, very badly. And so therefore, um, the, the reaction that we're doing, the political reaction is, is, you know, obviously partisan politics. It's has nothing to do with, you know, science or reason or anything like that. But, um, uh, studies have come out that show that by wearing a mask, um, it doesn't protect you 100%. That's another false narrative that like this protects you 100%. Okay. So you are completely protected if you wear a mask and you're not going to get it, which is wrong. The thing is, is that it's in dosages. Okay. Like if I got a full dose, if you know, of, of it, of the COVID-19, I would probably weather it because of my, you know, health history and everything else. I'd probably be fine even with a full dose of it. You know, I'd be really sick, you know, for like a week or something. And that would be it, you know, it'd be like anything else. And I'd have, you know, build up antibodies and, uh, you know, to it. But what they're saying is that if you wear a mask and you get a lower dosage of it, because it's not all the same, that you will, um, you know, get a smaller dosage of it, which you won't get as sick, but you'll still build up, you know, an immunity to it. And they've seen this in, in, in areas where, you know, some towns have had people where they all tested positive for it, but they how did they thought it was just like a cold or something and they're all working and they're all fine. And like the next like town over, like everybody's in the hospital and it's like, well, what's the reason why? And you're going to hear the words herd immunity. And the, the one doctor that I listened to, and I'll, I'll, you know, put him in the show notes here, um, and, and links to his videos. Cause I thought they were really good in explaining this. He's talking more about community immunity than herd immunity, which makes a lot more sense. And so the community that you're in, um, you know, having it because you're a lot, closer with all of them. So it's the level of dosage and it's, and it's your background. So a lot of the charts that Kyle has up here is based on a uniformity of the virus affecting everybody exactly the same way. Okay. And I can understand him like going this direction with it. And it, it does make sense because we're still understanding how this virus works. But, you know, I kind of fault him on the research here because this understanding of it affecting different people in different ways has been around for months, you know, because logic. And so, uh, that's, that's my one problem with the way that he's doing this. Now, the next part of this that I'm going to show you is where I think it really starts, uh, uh, getting just a little bit ridiculous in the, in the mask wearing thing. Um, so let me, let me jump ahead here to my, to my mark. Okay, and we're gonna go. We're gonna go back over to him, and this is his uh, reasoning of wearing the masks again. Sixty to seventy percent of the population. So, if sixty to seventy percent of the population were just wearing even simple cloth masks, we would bring this under the R naught of one, and we would, as the top of the graph says, the rate of transmission can entirely stop. 
I, I'm not making up numbers here. This is entirely possible. In, on the completely theoretical side, if we all were perfectly isolated, this entire thing would evaporate in two weeks. Isn't that crazy? But because we can't do that, this is one way to get at that, to lower the transition rate. And wearing a mask, even if you don't feel sick, especially if you don't feel sick, when you're going out and you're interacting with people, which you shouldn't really be, you should be cutting back on that too, that helps everyone. Now, I... Okay, now this is why I found this to be a little bit illogical, if anything, is because he's saying that, you know, if we could all isolate for two weeks, this would just completely disappear. Like, that would be it. Yeah, that's that's untenable. We can't do that. Not only that, but we're taking out the consideration that we share germs all the time, okay? We're constantly sharing germs with each other, okay? We have to. It's the way that we exist. It's the way that we live as a species. You want to talk about herd immunity? Here's something. If you completely isolate yourself from other communities and other herds and everything, then you start to... Your, your, your tolerance for other diseases will start to go down. You actually hurt your immune system by not getting, I mean, let's get graphic here, the, the, the snot of other people like on you and in you. It, it keeps your antibodies up. It helps make you stronger. Okay, and I'm and hey, I'm not making this up here. You know, let's let's look at some numbers. Let's just look at a quick, you know, chart. Okay, of um, of what happens if you have an entire community, an entire herd that has isolated itself from another herd. Okay, sure, they don't have this particular disease, let's say COVID-19 right now, they don't have that, but then their immunity drops for all these other things. Now, what happens when you have people that didn't isolate themselves completely, have a strong immune system, have these other um, uh, uh, viruses and those sort of things, and they, they come into contact with this other community? What's going to happen? Well, they're all going to get sick, and they're going to get sick really bad. So here's a uh, here's a, here's a little chart for you, and this is what happened to the Native American population uh, whenever you had the you know the the Spanish come over and the conquistadors in Mexico. Look at how their population dropped. I mean, that is just th- th- this is insane. This is a really insane thing. You go from you know. Like 21, almost 22 million people, okay, in in 1520, or you could probably even take it to like 1530, right, to almost 1550, you know, and and you're down to less than four million people. That's insane. That's insane because these are people. This is this is what happens when you wear masks all the time, and you encourage everybody to wear masks all the time, and everybody's wearing masks, and everybody's lysoling their faces and hand sanitizing. It's it's yeah, you are stopping COVID nineteen, but you are also stopping every single thing, every other thing. You know, I mean, their their population in Mexico dropped in what is that like sixteen twenty there. In, in less than 100 years, you know, it wiped out 21 million people out of 22 million. That's... 
why would you want to do this? Why would you want to advocate for this? This is ridiculous. You know, I mean, just so that we can make sure that, you know, less than 1% of the population is not affected by this. The Theology Pit is a partner-funded ministry. Please consider partnering with us by making a donation at thetheologypit.com. Just scroll to the bottom of the page, hit the donate button, and make a contribution to the best Theology Pit podcast on the internet. Now let's get back to the show. You know, you know what other? I mean, what if we did this with something that that, that worked the same way? It's not uniform across the, um, you know, across the spectrum. It, it affects people in a different way, and there's a two and a half percent. Um, uh, you know, infection rate or negative association rate, and that's peanut allergies. Peanut allergies. So now nobody should be allowed to eat peanut butter. Every single like peanut-based thing needs to be gone. Um, no factories can make it. There can't be any cross-contamination because the people who need to stay away from it, who do, stay away from it. And that's the whole thing with this with this mask wearing and this COVID thing. If you are high risk, if you are susceptible to it, yes, wear the mask. Because even if you do get it while you're wearing a mask, you're going to get a lower dosage of it. Okay, and you'll you have a better chance of fighting it off rather than getting like a full blast. But to to then compromise your immune system in every other way, it's like with a you know the the reaction, the peanut reaction that we're having to it of of nobody's allowed to eat peanut butter. Okay. Because, you know, 2.5% of the population is allergic to peanuts. All right. And, and generally, anybody that has any type of food allergy at all, 25% of those have some type of reaction to a peanut allergy. It may kill them. It may not. You know, it just may make them sick. It may break out in hives. Who knows? You know, I mean, it's, it, it, it runs the spectrum. So we don't behave this way with, um, you know, with other, with other things, Okay, we, we don't do that. And this whole thing uh, that he's saying now about, oh, yeah, well, you know what? Here's something. If we could just isolate ourselves for two weeks, this whole thing is gone. And he have a have do. And it's like, if we take that logic with every other thing that we have, I mean, seriously, it, it, it sounds unreasonable. For some reason, right now, this sounds reasonable. But if we do that with anything else, it's totally unreasonable. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play another uh, part of this for you, and I'm going to show you the unreasonableness of it that, that we, we get to here. So I'll just, uh, you know, I'll just let this uh, continue playing. Let me jump over here. I see people in the chat, even here, saying, well, you know, we have to get the herd immunity up, and this is... Um, you know, kind of trespassing on my personal freedom, and that's true. It is. Unfortunately, you all signed up for a society. If we want to live as human beings in large societies, we have to follow and acknowledge our own biology, and there are things that you give up when you enter a society. There are rules, and public health is one of those rules. You can't just, you know, poison the water supply or something like that. Well, that prevents my personal freedom from putting poison in stuff. Well, Yes, technically it does, but we are looking out for everyone in a system. See, I love Kyle. I think that he's really funny, but he's just like really off on all this stuff. So let me say exactly what he said using something totally different. Okay, using a a a, a different example than this COVID thing, or even you know, poisoning poisoning wells. Um, 
He said, first off, you signed up for a society. Yes, you did. You signed up for a free society, a society where people don't tell you what to do. You did not sign up for a socialist society, which is... I think what he's working under, but that's okay. Um, we could we could still work with that because let's just say, argument's sake, we're taking his his theory, his thoughts here um, that this is in fact a, um, a a society construct that you sign up for. Okay, check this out. If everyone, everyone in our society, became a Christian that held to strict standards of sexual morality, meaning no sex before marriage, no extramarital affairs, one partner for life. Guess what? In a generation, every single sexually transmitted disease is evaporated. There would be no more AIDS epidemic. It's gone. Okay? It's totally out there because... Because you signed up for this. Well, wait, doesn't that uh, doesn't that affect my freedom to be able to do what I? Yeah, it does. But you signed up for a society, and you know there's social norms, and there is there's health costs into effect, and so you're going to have to do this. Okay. Now, just uh, real quickly, what are the health costs? You know, for all of this, like if we did that, okay, if we actually sat down and said. Um, you know what? We are going to um, uh, do this. Let me see if I can find this. Uh, oh, yeah. I think I have it on, on the same page I had this on. Okay. So the cost of um, HIV. Okay. And, you know, just in Pennsylvania. Okay. Just in Pennsylvania alone. Um, this is, I'm going to, let me, let me switch the camera over here so you can see what I'm, what I'm pulling up. Okay. So the cost alone here of, of the treatment in 2019, okay, right here, uh, for a, a person for over the life of the person, okay, is, you know, $367,000 on average. Okay. Now, if you're talking about universal health care, where, I have to pay for your health care, then I'm going to have a say in the way that you live your life, okay? Because I am a heterosexual male Christian who is committed to my wife and will never have a extramarital affair because of my convictions and because of my faith. Therefore, I'm not going to get, nor have I ever gotten, sexually transmitted diseases, including AIDS. I'm not going to, to cost, you know, people... I'm not going to cost the, a, a state or my community, you know, $367,000. I'm not going to do that. And so, therefore, I shouldn't have to pay for irresponsible behavior. But, because logic, you then should not be allowed to behave in that way because of this cost. Now, in Pennsylvania, we're going to scroll up and we're going to look at how many people in 2019 in Pennsylvania, here we are, these were the number of new cases, 1,736 new cases, estimating the total of $637 million, million dollars that we have to fit the bill for, that the cost is going to be for, especially if you want universal health care. That's it. Now, this is not, oh, well, it's, 300, it's $637 million. Well, we can swing that. No. No, this is for the, the, the people. These are new infections in 2009. If we assume this, this is accrued every single year. Every year. 
you're going to get this. If this is now billions of dollars, and you wonder why, you know, uh, medical costs are so high. You wonder why, you know, after you know the Obama administration destroyed the um, the insurance. Uh, companies with with Obamacare and everything, and why your health insurance and everything over the last 10 years has gotten so expensive, it's because you have to cover people who engage in irresponsible behavior because they don't agree with the social contract here. All right. This is huge. This is an enormous number, and this is something that, you know, does affect every single person equally. This is not COVID-19. We're not freaking out over these numbers. We're not freaking out over this logic, but COVID-19 and signing up for the whole health and, you know, all that stuff, we are. So, based on his logic, all right, um, you know, don't be promiscuous and don't engage in sex outside of marriage. There you go. Solve the problem. We have now eradicated not only AIDS and herpes and, you know, chlamydia and every sexually transmitted disease ever. It's gone. It's eradicated now. People were living healthier lifestyles. The healthcare cost is dramatically going to drop. How about this? How about this? Um, the number one killer in the United States is heart disease from, you know, fatty foods and stuff. Let's eliminate all fast foods. All right. How about, um, you know, medical malpractice? People dying because of medical care is up there. It's like number two or three that kills people. All right. Well, you know, maybe we should abolish all, all medical facilities. You see how ridiculous this gets? And, and with you can't eat these things or, you know, you can't smoke or you can't drink or you can't do whatever. Well, doesn't that, uh, doesn't that infringe on my freedoms? Well, yeah, but, you know, there's stuff we got to do for the good of all society. No. No, that's the thing. The social contract that you signed, which you didn't, but that you were born into more than likely, unless you, you know, immigrated here to this country and you see the benefits of being an American, and then you sign up for it, is that you are free. That's the contract that you signed up with. The freedom to choose whether or not I want to wear a mask or I do, or if I want to eat, you know, steaks and, and smoke like cigars every day, it's like, you know, like, like, uh, you know, Babe Ruth, you know, he, you know, uh, was with prostitutes all the time, smoked a dozen cigars a day and died a steak, you know, ate a bunch of steaks and then he died early because he's obese. All right. But you know what? As an American, that, that's his choice. We don't go around telling people that is not our social contract. Okay. Now let's go, let's go back to Kyle here. And uh, see what he has to say. Decide. And I know that's a that's kind of a bombastic example, and it's not really fair. But we, how about a different one? So this kind of affects the argument: what price do we put on human life? I see people saying, just open it all up. Everyone's going to get it. Just have everyone get it all at once. We'll get the herd immunity up, and whatever happens is not going to be as bad as the economic cost. So that is putting a price tag on human life. And it sounds abhorrent, but it's something that we do as a society, again, every day. For example, if we made the speed limit one mile per hour for everyone everywhere, there would be less, less deaths on the road each year. But we have decided as a society that the inconvenience of getting everywhere very slowly and the possible economic impact of that is more important than 40,000 deaths on the road. Love it or hate it, it's an ethical uh, decision that we made as a society. And so now we're making the same kind of decision here. But I say, 
there's an economic cost, yes. But if we all wear masks and we follow these guidelines, the better we do so, the quicker this all ends. And if trampling on your perceived personal freedom to not wear a mask in public can be achieved as simply as just asking you to wear a bandana over your nose and mouth, then your conception of what is truly free and patriotic in my mind is a bit warped. This is something so easy that... This is... Sorry, I didn't mean to to jump over to that. So, um, that's about all we needed to see there. But uh, that becomes... You know, the the issue, because it's not just the masks. Okay, I don't know any state that says just wear a mask and life as usual. They've shut down small businesses. They've shut down restaurants. They shut down the 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 heart of their economies. Many states have. Okay, and by shutting things down and isolating people and doing that, the the problems that are caused. I mean, we're we're seeing a rise in you know domestic violence and um, in uh, drug and alcohol addiction, and I mean, it's there. There are so many more things that go into this, and as people are unemployed and get depressed, this exacerbates it. Like this, this moves up, and I know that there are all, all kinds of different numbers. But, you know, the every one percent of unemployment has a, um, you know, a reaction in suicide rates. OK, they, they go up. It's not like the more unemployment you have, the lower the suicide rate goes. It, it goes up. So as you're putting people out of work, so it's more than just masks. OK, because if it was I mean, it, you know, if you could do, a, a you know, what is it? A reducto ad absurdum, you know, reduce this to the absurd of, hey, just put a cloth over your face and everything's good. All right, I'll put a cloth over my face and, you know, and I'm going to go have a, a meal in a restaurant that's crowded with other people. Well, nope, you can't do that. We can't have crowded places. We can't do that. So you're killing the economy. It's not just a matter of doing that. This isn't like some, you know, well, you'd be more patriotic if you did. Well, you know what? You'd be more patriotic if you were a Christian. I mean, if we want to go in that direction, that would be it too. But the the background that he's getting at with this, you know, herd immunity and all this stuff, and we can hurry up, like we'll shut stuff down, but we'll hurry up and get, no, there's no guarantee of that. There's no guarantee because the people that are saying wear the masks and shut everything down are not giving you the guarantee of this hurries up and, you know, X, Y, and Z boxes have to be checked off. They're always moving the goalposts. So that doesn't work. That's a little bit more, you know, illogical. And this is why, you know, the the whole mask thing and getting the herd immunity up, you know, or the community immunity up, you know, I, I would say... If you are susceptible, wear a mask. That's it. You know, if you are less susceptible and you don't want to, don't. You know, but um, this isn't going to be a huge health crisis. You know, this isn't something that's going to go away. It's a virus. It's going to be here. It, it, it's around. It's like saying if we all if we all did this and isolated enough, then the flu goes away. Flu's never going away, and neither is this. This is a flu substance here. So. Um, what I'm going to do is I am going to uh, pause here on the audio, on the podcast, and I thank you for listening, and you're going to hear the closer, but I'm going to continue on on uh, Patreon, and I'm going to go over um, Todd Friel and the, the Christian responsibility of obeying the government with all of these um, 
you know, all of these mandates and you having to wear a mask. And Todd comes at it uh, from a different perspective that I do. So I am going to be responding to Wretched Radio and I'm going to be really tough on him. He had to do two videos of it and he has to be absolutely insistent and emphatic about it. Thank you for listening to The Theology Pit. Please take a moment to rate our podcast and leave a comment about what you like or what you don't like. Each rating and comment helps others discover this show. Don't forget to visit us at thetheologypit.com to make a donation. While on the website, we would appreciate it if you would share these podcasts with your friends and family on social media. Our Facebook page is also titled The Theology Pit. Stop over and give us a like. If you have any questions or topics you would like to hear discussed on the podcast, please write to samson at thetheologypit.com. That's samson, spelled S-A-M-S-O-N, at thetheologypit.com. Now, here's a preview of next week's show. So next week, hopefully, um, I have a plan to talk to uh, Pastor Dave. He is from uh, Church of the Living Christ in um, Bridgewater, Pennsylvania. His church is right down the street from mine. Uh, Pentecostal, we're going to be talking about Pentecostalism. We're going to be talking about the history of it, what makes them unique, why aren't they Baptists, like that kind of thing. Um, so I have that in the works, and that should be up for uh, the next Theology Pit. Like uh, we said, if you want to check out the continuation of this broadcast, head over on the Patreon and it's behind a paywall but it's some good stuff. This and more on the next Theology Pit.